Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Kobe Brown fires again. He's feeling it, and he's going to the line. And another Mizzou three. This time it's to Gray. Hines, transition three. Missouri on a 10 nothing run. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazak. Yes, I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is my brother, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Well, Colin, we're coming to mid-basketball season, and I think, all by and large, we're pretty happy. I mean, Mizzou just came off of an 83-74 to win over the South Carolina Gamecocks at home, and uh, it wasn't pretty. I'd call it a, yeah, I said I'd call it a uh, Conzo-esque performance, but we scored 83 points. <laughs> right, that, uh, that eliminates it from conflict. But it was a rock fight, no doubt. Yeah, more than it should have been. I mean, the Gamecocks are now 8-16 and 16 on the year, not one of the SEC's best. But Mizzou goes to now 18-6. and six. I mean, I think the preseason Kim Palm expectations for the Tigers were to win 19 games. They've got seven games left on the schedule, it looks like. Barring disaster, they're easily going to surpass that. And um, by and large, everything's going right. I mean, we had an ugly game last week against Mississippi State. We took a loss on the road. You know, that will happen. And I think we, we by and large, we built into the equation that we were going to give Dennis Gates um, some room for error for mistakes, given this is his first season. And he's coming off just a horrible, horrible team from Conzo Martin that he had to rebuild. But we haven't had to cash in any of those mulligans too much until the Mississippi State game, maybe a couple others. But by and large, things are going well. The only chinks in the armor had, you know, people are, I think are rightly starting to get aggravated with his, you know, constant subbing rotations. Um, I feel like he was finding some things that worked as far as, you know, player combinations, and then he changes it. And that's frustrating. But it's hard to even complain about those little things when you're winning. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the winning cures all. I mean, not just the winning, but I mean, also the resurgent fan response at home games. I mean, this is like a completely different environment. The same program where people were saying that Mizzou fans just aren't passionate enough or don't care about basketball anymore. So ridiculous. So ridiculous as we see people just jamming into the arena and excited. Every, the student section is livelier than it's been in over a decade, I'd say. So 
things are overall going well. One nagging question I think we need to get to, Colin, though, is obviously the Isaiah Mosley situation or whatever is going on there because clearly a talented basketball player, clearly one of the most highly touted players that people were really excited to see, and he just sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't, and Dennis Gates just doesn't talk about it. He just won't say why, and obviously that does what it's everybody would expect it to do leads to rampant speculation. Yeah, I you know, in, in absence of a narrative, people create their own. I've never understood that. I mean, coaches are obviously not PR uh, directors, but it's like you got to give people something. Are there, you know, so you start hearing about family health issues or drugs. I've heard NIL money not coming through. I have heard a million different you know, reasons why he's not playing. And, and those reasons are only exist because Dennis Gates won't say, and, you know, the press box super friend refused to actually do anything, but basically release press clippings from Mizzou. Like, yep, this is what Mizzou said. This is the information we got. Now you can get it directly from the, uh, their Twitter account, everything we're giving you. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is just this is journalism. Yeah, there's always the um, expectation that uh, they don't want to divulge too much because they don't want to lose access. And I'm like, access to what? You have no access to anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are you're just you're giving us you know press briefings um, regurgitated from the uh, athletic department. I don't know what you're going to lose because yeah. I can tell you what if they take away your press credentials, just open a Twitter account. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, and. And, you know, it leads me to something, Colin, because, you know, you talked about the rumors speculating, you know, around the big, I think the predominant one I'd heard was like, there was a, like his mom was sick and he was dealing with that. But that was just based on com- complete rumor mill stuff. There's nothing behind it. But as of late, especially as this goes on and on, a lot of people were like, no, you don't speculate. There's something going on behind the scenes. Just respect people's privacy, blah, blah, blah. But as this continues to go on and as it gets weirder and weirder, you know, people can't help but wonder. And they, you know, people deserve answers. They really do. This is a public forum. Well, These and that's what are- I mean. Like, I understand the sentiment of not wanting, like, hey, leave God, let people have their privacy. Well, not when you're a star player on a Division One basketball team who has got a full ride scholarship and – is now getting NIL money. Yeah. You know, that's one thing about this NIL stuff. It's like you want to be treated like baby sweet children. Well, that's a lot harder. I mean, I never believed that. But if you want to, if you, that's your uh, take on it, well, that's all well and good. But that goes out the fucking window when you start hammering checks. <laughs> that's right. That's the thing. You're not an amateur anymore. You're a fucking pro. And you better be a deal with the pro shit that comes with. It. Yeah, that's that's right. That's the, the big elephant in the room is these guys are now being paid. So it's going to be hard to hide behind the student athlete garbage whenever you're yeah, because like, they're adults they're over 18 and they're making money yeah. so there, where's there's no more barrier to entry when i when i if you're a 19 year old ditch digger your fucking boss can tell you to eat shit every day if he wants to you know everybody can excoriate nobody's protecting you like a precious Fabergé egg and just because you play basketball you know you, you that like i said that student athlete shit is out the window that leads to the latest, I guess, you can't even call it a rumor because it's verifiable on Missouri's case net that I guess that Isaiah Mosley at some point had gotten into, um, I don't want to say car accident, that he struck a vehicle in a parking lot and then fled the scene. And then a couple of weeks ago, it's being said that he missed a court date about it. And that has led to some of his lack of playing time or, you know, I don't know, the, nobody knows the specifics around it, but it is verifiable that he's been in some little trouble with the law and the dates of his trouble with the law happen to correspond very well with the dates he's missed basketball games. And so the question 
begs, why, if this is in the public forum now, why isn't it being reported by the local press? What reason would, I mean, if anybody who's not a journalist can go on. Our press sucks, Brennan. Our press sucks. And I don't mind saying it. Like we have (laughs) watched them bury stories. Remember what, remember Walter Brady? Anybody remember that guy? He put a gun to one of his teammates head. And that's why he wasn't on the back or football team. And everybody in the press knew it. And they didn't say a fucking peep. Like they have, Gabe Yarmans and the Dave Matters of the world have decided to be arbiters of all things information. And that whether you're allowed to know about it or not, I just, the whole job, at least to me, is to report about the team that you cover, the information that your fans would want to know. When one of your best players is not playing, I feel like that's information worthy of reporting. I feel like that's information that is pertinent and interesting to fans. I, I don't know where they draw this line. I don't know, you know, God, it goes back to the Maddie Mock situation. Half the people listening right now probably don't even remember that oh, situation. It made me but, think of that too. You know, you know Maddie Mock gets just a kind of shitstorm of stuff going around him, and Pinkle gets, throws up a hard wall, and the press is like, well, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. I want you to do your job. That's what I want you to do. Well, what was that guy? Uh, there was one guy that was working for the Columbia, Missourian, but he was the only one. He was shunshine law stuff and trying to dig into it. The rest of the guys were just like, Gary Pinkle said this. And I said, okay. And then I stuck my thumb directly in my asshole and <laughs> left it there. Well, the thing about it, too, is going, we put it out in the world that he was getting into fights and causing chaos at Harpo's that night or whatever, Fieldhouse, I can't remember anymore. But And then once it's out there, they all start reporting on it. And I'm like, what were you sitting on it for? I mean, because I feel like in in normal world of journalism, you kind of want to be the first one to break a story. Like breaking a story is a big deal. And people get in trouble actually for jumping in too soon before they know everything. In our press's case, they don't want to be the first one to break a story. They want to talk about it after it's already broken because they don't want to get pegged as being, I guess, ruffling feathers. I don't know. Well, I know why they didn't want to report that one because they didn't know it until we told them and then <laughs> pretended they didn't know where the information came from. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I should take that back. The, the, again, the Columbia Missourian literally cited us in the story, but uh, certain other journalists will may, rename unnamed, just pretended that the, they just come up, just come to do all that information on their own. Tribune did. Yeah. The Tribune did. Um, uh, but, but yeah, then there's certain big publications from St. Louis Post Dispatch that took the credit. Um, Anyway, it is it is bizarre. And I know that there is they, they'll tell you they will straight up tell you that if we do report something early, we'll catch a bunch of heat and say, hey, why don't you leave these kids alone? They, why are you trying to hurt our program by putting this stuff out there? Why are you trying to hurt the program? And keep in mind, and I've said this from the, our podcast, which is it ain't our job to protect the program. You know, we want the program to succeed. But if they're fucking up. It's not our job to bury it or anybody's job to bury it. That doesn't help the program. So, like, I've just never trucked with that kind of argument or that, like, everybody is a booster and we're all supposed to be blindly loyal. That's, you know, that's for crazy politicians, not real world stuff and certainly not for athletic programs. If it's happening and it's out there, show it the light of day. And then let the chips fall where they may. How many times has it felt like the Mizzou press corps is just an extension of the athletic department? Yeah, yeah. And it's not like this other places, guys. It's not. You know, I mean, it's it's other other towns. I mean, you know, dig. And I don't know if it's a J school presence here. So there's just a sort of like I don't know uh, air of superiority and and, well, there's a there's a tie between their job to arbitrate. 
Yeah, sorry. There is a tie in this journalism school with with the sports media. You know what I mean? Like they let them teach classes yeah. and do these things. So they want to be tied to the J school. So they, I think there is sort of a conflict of interest that doesn't get talked about. Well, I don't something. I mean, at this point, this is just another situation and a long group of situations where there has been a huge story that the press has just been willing to sit on. Yeah. Until some person who's not a journalist digs it up because and curiosity. It to the world and then the journalists have to address it yeah the so curio- really you've got Sorry. private individuals doing the press's job and then the press then reacting to it and telling us that you're wrong for wanting to know about it or telling us mm-hmm. why they felt it you know their job to keep it from everybody you know because again they're arbiters of information and they decide what is and isn't news or when somebody who is an unpaid, you know, not a journalist, but curiosity bubbles to the point where people start looking into it themselves. If they get something factually inaccurate, then the Gabes of the world jump in and start like scolding them for like t- putting out false reports. And it's like, okay, well, if you know this is what the truth is, then why don't you fucking say it instead of scolding other people for actually, you know, <laughs> trying to say it and maybe getting it wrong because it's actually not their fucking profession. Like I said, I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush, but it has been especially because the press box super prints has turned over so much over the years. But I mean, this yeah. has just gotten to a point where it happens. I don't want to say every year, Brennan, but every other year, some big story within the zoo that is, has some sort of controversy swirling around. It happens. And our press is MIA. You yeah. know, nowhere to be found. What pisses me off more than anything is after that student leaves or that coach leaves or whoever the focal point of that controversy was is gone. Two years later, they'll bring it up in an article. As if it's common knowledge. As if it's common knowledge and that everybody already knew it. It's like, no, you guys never said that. We didn't know that part. No, I know. Two years later, you're going to bring it up? Like, give me a fucking break, you turd burgers. It's so, you're it's so, so right. frustrating. <laughs> it's so true, Colin. And I'm just, it's, I, and I'm I, just I, like, what the fuck, man? Like, your job is to report this shit. Like, I would think you would want to report it. It would make you, you know, a bigger deal. It would bring you more notoriety. It would make you the number one journalist in the area. Instead, you just, again, you know, lube up that thumb, plant squarely in anus. <laughs> it, uh, it's so true about them, like, referring to it after the fact. I mean, it, it reminds me of, like, the Ricky Clemens deal. I mean, 20 years ago almost now, where all this shit happens and there's all this speculation about it. There's, no, you know, the, a dearth of reporting about it. But we all, anybody who's interested in the program hears all the same rumors and they hear all the, you know, like, it leaks around. And then by the time it's all come and gone and passed and all the parties involved are sort of moved on, then everybody refers to it in the past tense as if it's like all known. And I'm like, man, go back to the press clippings, Google it at the time and look at the articles. And they're like, you didn't say shit about this, you know, and, and yet you knew. And now you're, why is it okay to talk about now? You know what I mean? Like, why wasn't it okay to mention then there's an issue? You know what I mean? Like it, there, I know there's a delicate balancing act. Anytime you put stuff out in the public forum, because more now than ever, Colin, because I think it, you know, when we started this program almost 10 years ago, we would say shit that was far more outlandish and like, I don't know, rogue than we do now. And we took less heat for it then. You know, now if you say anything publicly, somebody's going to shit on you. You know what I mean? Like your Twitter responses, if you've got a certain number of followers, you're just going to catch shit from somebody. Every single comment. Because people are like that. 
and, and now more than ever because people have so much access to social media. So I understand that you have to walk a delicate line to get things out there and know what to say and what not to say. But there is a problem. <laughs> it's like your job is to report stuff more than just the scores because if it's just reporting the scores, we don't need you at all. You know what I mean? We, we have apps. We have ESPN scorekeeper or you know what I mean? We, you can watch the mm-hmm. game. You know, there's, you don't need a reporter for that. You want the reporters to tell you what you don't see on TV, what the app doesn't pop up on your fucking phone every day. So, like, well, where I are think, you? Where are you? Oh, no, it, I wish that they somebody in would address it and, and not, you know, from the press and not address it in sort of a, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like a sanctimonious way. Yeah. Just be like straight up with people because there is a, you know, it's the press has taken in all facets of life has taken a huge beating in the last, you know, five years or so anonymous sources and whatnot but what you don't i mean the truth is is that most organizations that call themselves press and are not editorializing need to confirm sources to report something they want that they want to say hey i've got not only one person saying this i got two persons people saying this and they know directly that it happened and now i'm going to print this story because i have that and i think that people don't I don't know if a lot of people know that, but there there are journalistic standards that most places have. And so maybe I can lay down some cover fire for these guys and that maybe they just couldn't find confirmation from two different people that these things happen. And the, so they decided not to report them. But if that's the case, then say it like, listen, we've got journalistic standards. I couldn't confirm the story. I couldn't, you know, find two. I couldn't find two confirmed sources to this story. So I didn't run with it. That's acceptable. But then say that again. You, we Here we are creating our own narrative at the Press Box Super Friends because... Meanwhile, back with the Press Box Super Friends. The only narrative we ever get from them is sanctimony and their precious children. And I I don't know. You don't, there's a barrel of fucking excuses. But it's crazy that a school is that has a that is known for journalism has this within their sports journalism world swirling all the time. There's always something. Yeah. The other thing, too, Colin, it's like weirdly – Journalism, you know, the sports journalism used to be to uncover these kinds of stories and to, you know, find the people behind the player. You know what I mean? Like find you, know, you, you get to know who some of these athletes are, what kind of personalities they had because they write stories about them or the team, the dynamic of the team. And now it just seems like it's it's all about making Excel spreadsheets. Cracking numbers and like trying to look like the smartest guy in the room, trying to be like the Nate Silver of sports. And like, it's all garbage. And the predictions they make are no better than the fucking fans who are just like swigging beer and rooting for their team. You know, not using data, not using data. Like, (laughs) well, the thing about it, I, I, I bitch about the data all the time and I'm not against the data, but I just don't think the people who are using the data know what data is valuable and what is just, they just pick arbitrary timelines. They pick arbitrary statistics. And at the end of the day, it's not like these guys are batting a thousand or even batting 500. Most of the time, they're just not doing any better than the guys who had typewriters 50 years ago and were smoking cigarettes. And the reality is you're getting far worse writing, <laughs> you know what I mean, than those guys did. And so, you get far less information. Yeah, yeah. You're just getting, like I said, spreadsheets. Boring, boring fucking math homework. Well, again, if we're going to lay down cover for the press corps a little bit too, they used to have more access than they do now. You know, yeah, the, yeah. The, both in basketball and football and all these sports, they have built a wall around the locker room. They do not get access to these players. They do not get access to... The coaches, I mean, the head coaches do their press conference. The assistant coaches almost never speak. And so the the programs are pretty walled off. But, you know, those are not the only sources for information. I mean, you've got uh, on a football team, you have got 
over a hundred people, you know, basically working in the day-to-day operations of that football team. It's hard to move if you can't find one person to tell you some stuff, and especially when you've been around as long as some of these guys have. I mean, that's how we get our information. Sparing yeah. though it may be, is like it's just people who have been around and know us. We know them, and it's. I, I can't imagine that the Gabe's and the and the Dave Matters don't have a whole lot more access to people like that than we ever have. You know, so I know that the locker rooms are a little bit walled off, but well, but, so my whole frustration is they do know, they do know, and they decide not to say. I think not they, that they can't get the information; it's that they get the information and then refuse to share. The, I think those guys would tell you if you were like having a beer with them one on one and were friends with them that there's no more soap opera drama than in a university athletic department. I mean, there's always go- stuff going on. I mean, I I used to be a lot closer to the athletic department. None of those people are there anymore from when I was working with them, Colin. But there was shit going on all the time. Tons of drama. Tons of things that could have been reported on. And just you know, those guys will, will they could tell you stories, but they just won't. <laughs> they just yeah. won't. Well, that's what, you know, if you, if you get those guys together and they all grab a, a glass of whiskey and they sit around and they bullshit and smoke cigars and talk about the profession, oh, the stories you would hear, I'm sure. Um, but you sure aren't going to see them in the paper. Yeah. And the lay cover, I'm sure they don't want to be gossip columnists. You know what I mean? That's not what they want to do. But they also know things they're not telling us. And that's yeah, the Mosley thing. It's or following to, up on. Yeah. Like the Mosley thing, though, it's time to report it. You know what I mean? It's time to get this out there. He's, he's he's having some trouble with the law, and that's public, and people can look it up without the help of a journalist. So maybe add some context to it. You know, maybe ask those questions. Maybe stop telling people, well, they're not going to tell us anything, so we're not going to ask the question anymore. We already ask it once or twice. Like, that's horseshit, and we get that a lot. Yeah, so, like I ask, what more do you want me to do? No. I don't know. Ask somebody else. Dig around. Do anything else. <laughs> Go on case net like a nobody did. And that's what gets me about this situation is maybe they didn't know. You know, that's which would even be even worse, you know, in a way like like, oh, maybe we didn't say anything about it because we just simply didn't know about it until somebody brought the case net thing to our attention. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I knew all about that. I knew all about that. That's what they tell you. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it because, like I said, you know, being a. Mizzou sports journalist means doing as little as humanly possible, apparently. I don't know if it's apathy or incompetence. You know, I don't know which it is, but we have a problem. We definitely have a problem. Yeah. So, you know, sorry, guys, if we kind of went on a tangent, but, um, you know, we hadn't given you a pod for a while. We want to throw one out there. The Mosley thing's coming out now and we wanted to address it. We're fired up. Like I said, Mizzou is now 18 and six and they got a head to number six, Tennessee on the 11th. And it's going to be a big one. And then a lot of the schedule, Tennessee, Auburn, Texas, a and Mississippi State, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss. Most of those games are going to be tough against teams with similar records to us. A lot of road games, but there's no reason to believe this team can't go into the postseason with 20 wins already in the books. And uh, who would have thought that? A especially, year if ago? <laughs> especially if Mosley plays. Especially if Mosley plays. Hopefully, if this does come to light in the next few days, and we have every reason to think it will, I think Gates is going to have to address it too. Not just the media who we've been hog- dogging on, but Gates. When since this is out there, there's no reason he can't. He'll have to address it. I wouldn't bet on it. I would not <laughs> bet on it. <laughs> All right. Well, Colin, I uh, let's say we got a game on Saturday against Tennessee. If we can somehow pull that one off on the road, which is a huge ask, uh, that would be a massive win and do wonders for Missouri's look going into the tournament. I mean, I think we've got enough quad one wins and all that kind of stuff now to be tournament contenders, but it's all about placement now. And I think some big wins like that against ranked opponents would be, uh, yeah, would, get you away from those like eight, nine seats. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are always terrible places to be. So anyway, Colin, till then, M-I-Z. D-O-U. Lube up that thumb, plant squarely in anus. <laughs>